And now, from the Room 111 Studios, it's Hacking Engagement with James Sternovan. Hey, listener, it's two days before Thanksgiving. I, I generally release my episodes on Thursdays, but I'm going to do it early this week. And I love this episode. See, I'm all about student voices. I'm all about those original sources that teachers can learn so much from. And I got two live wires today, baby. <laughs> so Nantha Bickley and Grace Hofer, are two of my buddies, uh, sophomores, and they're going to talk about a great topic. They're going to talk about group work. Now, one thing I've learned in my years in education is that the education community tends to overdo everything. You know, we get involved in a standardized test pretty soon. All we do is standardized tests. When we get involved in project-based learning or group work, pretty soon that's all we do. And I worry about that because I'm a very independent person, and I don't really like working with other people much. I, I like creating things on my own. I like learning from other people, but I like having the freedom to create and do what I see fit. I struggle in groups. Always have. Sometimes I walk around this school, which is a typical high school, and I see kids working in the hallways in groups. But a lot of times it seems like there's a couple kids doing most of the work. I think most of you have seen that. But working in groups is important. I mean, last week I had Ryan Mokarski on who talked all about his class and the group work that's done there. It is the way things are going. But there's things that you can do to make your groups function better. So we're going to talk the two wonderful young ladies today. They're going to tell you about their experiences working in groups, and they're also just a lot of fun. Buckle up, man. You're going to love this episode. Hey there, listener. Please check out my book, Hacking Engagement, 50 Tips and Tools to Engage Teachers and Learners Daily. It's available on Amazon as of the late summer of 2016. And also check out hacklearning.org for a cornucopia of teacher empowerment resources. If you enjoy the Hacking Engagement podcast, do us a solid. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Okay, let's get back to the solutions part of the Hacking Engagement podcast. So this is this is real-time school here, man. I mean, I could bring in some highfalutin guests to the Room 111 studios, but I'm out talking to the people. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the people the people are out in the hallways, so you're going to hear a lot of sound. Probably the kids are going to uh, walk past. This is, this is on the streets of the school right here, man. <laughs> so I got two amazing young people. I got Samantha Bickley, who's on my right. Say hello. Hello. And I've got Grace Hofer on my left. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> but I'm not going to call him. But I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to call him Grace. And I'm not going to call him Samantha. I'm going to call him by their Sturdivant nicknames. This is Greeny right here, and this is Smack. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, everything in schools, we, we tend to overdo everything. So if people are working in groups, everybody's working in groups. And so I brought two experts in the field. I brought, I brought two students who have been in class for, geez, what, 11 years now? Yeah. 11 years they've been in school, and so they've been subjected to a lot of group work. 
<laughs> and so <laughs> we got some kids down the hall. So here's what we're going to do, man. I'm, I'm going to ask him some basic questions, and I'm going to just bounce back and forth. So, Greeny, do you like working in groups or not working in groups? Only if I pick my group. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you don't like being shoved into some random group? Yeah, I hate it, actually. Okay, all right. We're gonna get up my day. <laughs> we're we're going to get into some more of that as to the reasons why momentarily. But smack. Thumbs up or thumbs down on groups? Um, I like working in groups most of the time. Okay. Yeah, I guess it has to do with who I'm with. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I'm, Ditto. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of social dynamics involved yeah. in groups. <laughs> now, have you ever had a situation where you were thrown in with someone you absolutely detested and ended up having a good relationship with that person? No. How about Smack? I can't think of it. Right now, I guess. Have you ever had a situation where your group was totally dysfunctional because of the social makeup of the group? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Now, now that's now that's well and good. I mean, we're talking about that's important. If you're if you're thrown in with kids you don't agree with, you, you're thrown in with kids you don't like, the group's not going to function well. But let me ask you a big question. I've walked through the halls of this high school, and this high school is a typical high school. Mm-hmm. I see kids working in groups, and generally you have one kid or two kids doing the work, and you have two or three just kind of sandbagging. Yeah. Yep. Has that been your experience? Yep. Have you been the one that have been, has been doing the work and some people were getting credit for your work? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me an example? Well, I used to... In your class, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I would be a partner. (laughs) And they would never do anything, and I'd do all the work. And they'd get get full credit, wouldn't they? Yes. Because I got good grades in your class. I'll tell you what, I don't know who that teacher was, but they need to get their act together. (laughs) Keep keep, keep talking. Uh, I've only only been the person who gets good grades off of the other person one time. Right. That's because I was in a group with all smart people. Science and they didn't last year, let you do anything. and they didn't let me do anything. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when they don't let you do anything. And I was like, "Do you want me to do anything?" And they were like, "No, nope, we, we got this." Yeah. And I was like, Are you "So kidding? that's happened to you too?" Yeah. yeah. In my science class this year. Yeah. I've never. I've never. My partner was like, "No, I can do everything." I was like, "I'm not gonna understand what's going on if you're not right. gonna let me yeah. do anything." Yeah. And then I got a bad grade on the yeah. test one time. Because so, I didn't understand what was going so on. So in other yeah. words, you got a good grade on the group project, but then the test came around and you really didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a problem with group work. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now, uh, okay, so here we go. Um, I have to ask you guys this question because the whole point of this podcast is to help teachers like myself become better teachers, to have yeah. more engaging lessons. So you guys have had your problems with groups, but you're not anti-group. You you. You like working in groups. Yeah. You like the social aspect to it. And they can function okay. So, Green, I'm going to start with you. Okay. I'm going to go to Smack. One piece of advice for teachers on groups. Put me with people. If you're going to put me with people right. and not let me choose, right. put me and Sam with people on our <laughs> level. You know? Right, right. So you're talking then about. you're not working with people who, well, one, try to overpower you. Which, yeah. And two, like, aren't going to do anything. Right. You right. know? That, that's really good advice. So, you, so you're talking about the social aspects and yeah. you're talking about the ability aspects. Yeah. Very good. Smack. How are you going to follow up that amazing All advice? I don't know. I would have to agree with that because like yeah. it just makes more sense like 
put the same people who have like the same characteristics and like mm-hmm. attitudes together so they'll get things done mm-hmm. and if they like understand more stuff then they can like go deeper into the project or right. and then keep like the kids who are like falling behind together and they don't have to go as deep. So so you guys you guys are not anti group. No. No. Not at all. No. Do you worry that sometimes in schools today we're pushing groups too hard and we're not encouraging individual exploration? Mm, I think it's a pretty good balance between okay. groups I do and too. I think so when you're with groups though, it like pushes you to like think further and like very good. Like you can push your group mates, whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Group mates, I like that. But, and so <laughs> so sometimes you might get interested about something and then explore it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And then can you think about the best experience, either one of you? Um I would have to say in biology, like this week we she took our test grades and then split us up so like the people who got the better test grades oh, yeah. did more that like was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did more like difficult and in-depth while mm-hmm. the people who didn't do so good like kind of kept to the basics so they could understand it. So, so take, yeah, take the assessment mm-hmm. and let the kids do some corrections or go further. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you like that. Yeah. And I like when like they like, we did this a lot in your class, like when you'd give us a ch- like, like kind of like a choice of like what we wanted to like research. Yeah, like, yeah, You know yeah, how you yeah, did that? Yeah, yeah. Like what we were more interested in. Yeah. I like when we do that and I feel like I always get better grades when I do something I'm interested in versus something I don't even care about that I'm being I'm, made to do. Yes. Then I just forget about it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> These two young women are the women of the 21st century and they're, they're, they're absolutely <laughs> going to be so successful in life. Yep. And then, uh, and tomorrow's uh, Thanksgiving break for us. I thought I'd put this out right before Thanksgiving. Greeny, where are you headed on Thanksgiving? I'm going to Illinois for a little bit, and then maybe Wisconsin for a little bit. Wow, that's a lot of driving, man. Yeah. My dad said I could drive two hours. Very good. And you just got your license? No. <laughs> Smack, what's going on Thanksgiving? I'm going to Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio, baby. Yeah. Up to see Grandma? Yep. Very good, oh, man. Well, yeah. you guys get it done in the food consumption department. Yes. And thank you so much for coming. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, welcome to the What You Can Do Tomorrow section. Wow, those, those young women are funny, man. I like spending time with them. Uh, we just recorded that in the hallway during study hall today, and they were game. Boy, I was thrilled they were game. I love talking to them. Now, on the show notes, there's a really good link. It's called 10 Recommendations for Improving Group Work by Mary Ellen Weimer in Faculty Focus. I really like her recommendation number six and recommendation number nine. Six is consider roles for group members, and nine is require individual members to keep track of their own contributions. So you're going to try to introduce some accountability, and you're going to try to do some social engineering inside the group. And you remember how uh, Grace was talking about how she hates it when she's put together with with people she doesn't like or, or doesn't get along with. That can grind a group's progress to a standstill. Tomorrow, I want you to take compatibility into account when formulating your groups. If you teach 15-year-olds, try to disperse the drama. I mean, if you're ambitious and you want to try to have these kids work out their differences in the group, more power to you, but it's not going to be easy to do. Number two, I want you to assign roles to group members. Perhaps groups already function well in your class, but if you decided they needed more structure, implement some of Dr. Weimer's ideas. 
And then finally, require individual members to keep track of their contributions. This will introduce a level of accountability that should help Slacker group members focus. Collaborating in high-functioning groups can be most engaging for students. Select group membership carefully, and if needed, add structure and accountability. And good luck tomorrow engaging your students. Show notes for this episode can be found at jamesallensternament.com. If you enjoy hacking engagement, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.